Welcome to episode 21 of the Echo Chamber. <laughs> a nice, uh, almost an 80s feel to this start. It does, doesn't it? It's all the Queen-esque. Yeah, it does. Don't worry, it won't Queen-esque. steal that for long. It's going to break into Kaylee in a minute, isn't it? I'm judging by the name of the Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the bagpipes. The fiddle. Oh. Oh, yeah, fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> or we'll leave it in. No, and people no, no, just... just leave it in and then just leave myself over to more abuse from Beryl. So this set is called Kaylee on My Wayward Son. And it was a lot of fun. It came out of a discussion we had, I think, at the end of the last episode about doing a, a Kaylee episode for Burns Night. Burns Night is on January 25th. And to all of you people in Scotland who are in lockdown, I'm sorry you will not be Kayleeing on. But I had a bit of a dance when I was recording this, and it was a lot of fun. So. Oh. Also, some interesting song choices in here that are not Kaylee related, so. <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, tidy with the Kaylee vibe, as long as it's got that Kaylee sort of thread running through it. There's a, a nice narrative there. The only, the only connection, apart from the, the beats per minute and key, was this song is called Set. And that's what you do when you kill it, you get in a set. That was it. That's all I had. Yeah, I feel like you should uh, probably explain to some of our listeners what exactly Burns Night entails. Because to be fair, until I did it, on the day that you arranged it, I had no idea. It was so structured. So, Robert Burns Woo! is Scotland's national poet. I know, it's good sound, isn't it? I love this tune. I just found it quite recently. I thought, they've got to find a use for this. I didn't imagine it would be an Achilles set. You could definitely Achilles do it, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Robert Burns is a Scotland's national poet. He was born a while ago. <laughs> I should probably Google it. <laughs> I want to say 1600s, 1700s, I think. I don't know. Anyway, he wrote poems and uh, liked the lassies, uh, drank a lot, ate a lot, I guess. Uh, I'm not really sure. It wasn't well documented. (laughs) Anyway, wrote lots of poems, became Scottish Scotland's national poet. And so every year on his birthday, which is 25th of January, uh, people around Scotland celebrate it. Oh, by the way, I love this tune. Oh, the Blackavers! Blackavers with um, David Guetta's Titanium. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a bit of Titanium in the background. David Guetta sort of meets Blackavers. <laughs> That's an amazing matchup. <laughs> it's such, I found this one online and I thought, this is definitely for a Kaylee set. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Anyway, Robert Burns, national poet, we celebrate his birthday January 25th. And the, like, like you said, there's lots of pomp and circumstance that goes with it. You know, you do your welcome drinks, you get seated for dinner. Which is normally the welcome drink involved 
copious drams of whiskey, right? Well, yeah, it is Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got uh, a kind of dinner starts, you've got speeches, you get to give a speech to Robert Burns, you have to pipe in the haggis with bagpipes and give a speech to the haggis and then cut it open and then it gets, your main course gets served. Then you've got a speech to the girls, it's called the Toast to the Lassies, and then you've got a speech from the girls to the boys, which is the reply from the lassies. Uh, and then you also have poetry by Robert Burns being read in the evening. And if you can remember to that point, you're doing well. If you can make it that far. <laughs> yeah, because like, the alcohol is fast flowing. Yeah, I remember the, uh, the Burns night that you organised when you were in Cairo for our school and like associated parents and people. Uh, I never, I mean, the previous college I worked at was like a, a Catholic college where I had lots of Irish students, but it was always, we always celebrated Burns Night as a kind of ode to the Celts, uh, but we never, we always just involved going to the club for whiskey and haggis, meats and tatties, but it wasn't until you organised uh, the Burns Night that, that I, I, I just didn't realise there was so much, as I say, pomp, pomp and circumstance and so much structure to it, like the speeches and the, the cutting of the haggis and all that stuff, and it's really nice, like proper dressed up, you know, everyone's in kilts and nice dresses and everyone's sitting down, it's a proper nice dinner that everyone sits down to, but yeah, with the, obviously with copious amounts of whiskey being uh, floated around as well. For sure. We did one in, when I, we worked in Kiev, we did one there as well, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great idea. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is where we get a bit heavier. So I, I like the idea of hailing music to thumping dance tracks. Uh, when I was uh, 20, 21, I was a, a leader of a, a youth camp. And I worked with a youth project in Edinburgh for a really kind of rough area and took these kids to, like a week away during the summer and in the evening one evening the leader said oh we could do a Cayley and teach them to do Scottish country dancing I'm like well we don't really have any music like, I've got some tracks we could dance to all you need is a steady beat and we used uh, a song that's actually by an artist who's later on in this set called Martin Bennett to teach them a strip the willow and it is a proper thumping tune and they loved it. <laughs> this was like the noises they were hearing, the kind of music they heard all the time at home, and they were learning to do Scottish dancing to. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I remember the Scottish dancing. So after the whole meal and, and all of that, and all the toasts and poetry readings, then we all headed down to the uh, to the bottom area of the hotel. This was at the JW Marriott uh, in, the, in the golf club part. And then we headed down to that big tiled floor, and you know, you had the headset on with a microphone, and we're like guiding through, guiding the audience through all of the dances. So you were the sort of masters of ceremony. And that's not easy. <laughs> no. Especially not when you work, you're a teacher at the school and the parents are there and the parents are drunk. <laughs> yeah, and also in my case, uh, after quite a few whiskeys and some wooden soles loafers that I was wearing. <laughs> slipping and sliding all over the shop on that tile floor. 
trying to keep to my set, stick to the group, do all the spinny, spinny, hop, jump, skip type stuff. It was, uh, it was a disaster waiting to happen. There were a couple of injuries that night. I love the idea of this. I think this is James Hype with um, head noise in the background. But yeah. there's a Boston two-step over the top. Yeah, you can hear that. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And this is really difficult to mix. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's really hard to mix this kind of thing. So the James Hype track is computer-generated computer drums. There's absolutely perfect gaps between every drum beat. But the Boston two-step is played by a live band. And it, in Kaylee music, they naturally speed up and slow down for different phrases, you know, depending on the energy of the group. So it's very analog. And so you're having to speed tracks up and slow tracks down to keep up with the electronic drums, whilst also getting your next song ready. You know, because you, you're aware that once you're once you finish mixing this, another song has to come in. Yeah. So you're constantly on the uh, on the decks trying to rotate like and slow speed up and slow down the song to make sure it's keeping to the drum beat. It's almost like your eyes and your ears are working separately. Your ears are concentrated on the, keeping the beat, and your eyes are looking at these lists of songs trying to find the next one. It's really you. It's a, an absolute exercise for your brain. Yeah, yeah, that's hard, hard mixing. That's really sort of like technical, technical set. If I was organized enough, I would use the um, the preparation folder. You know, in Serato, you can have a prepare list. Yeah. And you can just drag the tracks up and it clicks through them one at a time. I wasn't that thoughtful. <laughs> Did you have to get that as, a, as an add-on for Serato? I don't think so, no. I think it comes with a normal package. Um, let me just check what my Serato looks like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen the prepare function, but I don't think I've actually used it. Well, it's probably because you don't like doing requests. <laughs> it's quite useful if you're doing requests because you can search through your entire library and then drag files from your entire library into the prepare section so it kind of makes folders or they've got a one-off folder and as you play them it disappears out and everything moves up ah right okay so you can be sorting your prepares your prepare section and files disappear once they've been played Ah, brilliant. It's quite a useful feature. Yeah, make use of that. This is Oliver Heldens. Yeah. Who's very... Nothing says Kaylee like Oliver Heldens. Well, he has got that, that, that obvious drum, bassy drum rhythm behind it, though. That's very sort of token Kaylee. But it's got almost like a tropical vibe to this as well. Nice. Yeah, it does. The reason I chose this... Um, it's, it's got a really quiet section coming up and I've been playing around with samples and I wanted something quiet to put samples on the top of. Like voice samples? Yeah, so I, I've sampled a Scottish comedian. I was trying to use his voice in time with the music, like getting repeating things and singing on the drums, but it was hard. This is good though. So you queued up the samples at different points and then played it on the like eight or sixteenth beat, and so yeah, 
Yeah. Right. You'll see what I mean in a second. Just about here, I think. If you find yourself in a remote part of Scotland, in a kind of, you know, in a pub, in the evening, enjoying wonderful scenery, peace and tranquility, and our unique hospitality, you're there in front of a roaring fire, enjoying a pint. If the pub unexpectedly suddenly starts filling up with people, all in traditional Scottish attire, and you're not quite sure what's going on, if at that point you hear this noise, Get out! <laughs> that is the start of a Scottish Cayley, and if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Really well timed as well. Just at the drop of the song. It feels like a Frankie Boyle film, like uh like Snyder's except something you'd expect to see in train spotting. You better get yourself out. <laughs> The comedian is Danny Boy, and he's really good. He's not done. I'm oh, sorry, I haven't seen him do any big in the last, I think, six years. But he's he's done some very famous tours, and the way he speaks, he leaves regular pauses, and he breaks up what he's saying. It's really yeah. cool the way he speaks. He's a, he's a very good storyteller. Quite traditional Scottish. The way he pauses for breath and. Makes you wait for the next sentence. Yeah, really? yeah, <laughs> That's what made him so easy to sample. anticipation you're building. Oh, and a bit of Florence, lovely. Absolutely. The reason I chose this is because it's mixed by Calvin Harris. Ah, yes, he's also Scottish. Ah, uh, I think nice. he's the richest DJ in the world. Probably. It's probably either him or David Guetta. I remember reading the list this week because you know I like to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see where I feature. <laughs> I'm not in the top 20 yet. Give me a couple of months. I do remember though the uh, well the night we had the cave it was like largely um, <laughs> Egyptian whiskey that was being because uh, we had a bit of a, a bit of a deal going on with. Uh, the company at the time, haven't we? They yep. De- Devlin Whiskey, which is Egypt's finest whiskey. <laughs> I think to anyone who uh, actually is a bit of a connoisseur of whiskey would probably side with me when I said that this stuff is not prime quality. <laughs> so I, um, I showed my dad at the time. My dad's quite the whiskey connoisseur. I showed him a photo of the bottle of Devlin and it was aged for three years because I'm not sure they're allowed to call that single malt whiskey I don't think it's old enough is it? Well, <laughs> it's like a minimum it age requirement single malt. it is yeah well, I don't even know what makes it single malt but I, I doubt for very very much it is single malt because <laughs> I think the only whiskey that I, cause I I went to a couple of whiskey tastings like some when you were here that you, you'd set up at your house which always ended up 
debauchery. Um, with, um, with, um, with, uh, Chris Marshall. Chris. Yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah. Chris Marshall who, who singing and dancing with him. seems to just, <laughs> like, devolve back to being a, a, a small child. <laughs> just sort of dancing around the house. Absolutely hilarious. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, no, we, we had a, another one relatively recently that was Thomas Bradshaw, who who actually did one of the speeches at the the Burns night that you set up a few years back when you were in Cairo. Um, and the only whiskey on the table, there's about 15 whiskeys on the table, but the only one that I found that I liked was, it was the most expensive one, but it was, a, it was an 18-year-old single malt special edition Glenlivet, which was... Uh, oh, nice. Uh, I, I, could, I could get my uh, yeah, I, I could get my chops around that. That was uh, that was all right. That one. Uh, do you know who this song is? No. Why is it? This is a uh, Franz Ferdinand. Oh, the that famous, the Scots? famous Scottish band from the. Yeah, I just like the uh, the drum beat on it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's also like in keeping with the, the the theme of your set. Like it's all it's all about Scotland. It's a celebration of. Yeah, and then this is Calvin Harris again. Yeah, sort of dipping in and out. It's lovely. He features very heavily. You've got a heavy on the effects as well. To in yeah, order to manage I, I, I the in and outs of the vocals. Yeah, I do that in next week's set when I've when I've retaken what I took from your quarantine session. Because uh, I tried to make it very quick paced, and I think I've done. You sent me 27 songs, and I managed to, I think, squeeze it into 45 minutes. Um, wow! With a lot of <laughs> a lot of overlapping lyrics and points, so you have to go really heavy on the because effects. It's quite technical. I remember the quarantine sessions being like a long one. It was. Yeah, it was a long. It was one of, your one of our definitely one of our longer sets. Yeah. I went a bit ravey with it. Like this? That's just so token Calvin Harris, isn't it? That, you know, the Absolutely. Freaking lasers, man! couple of songs coming up by very Scottish artists. The next song is by a band called Nightworks and I've layered some bass underneath it from Charlotte DeWitt. So are they Scottish? Yeah, uh, but the song itself, uh, Charlotte DeWitt is not, she is no, no, Belgian, she's not. I know she but is. Nightworks are Scottish. Oh right, Nightworks are fine. Um, they're from the, I want to say Sky or Lewis, Western Isles somewhere. No. Um, and they play traditional sounding music but just in such a beautiful way, they're very modern, electronic drums, yeah. uh, big synth sounds, they're just so good, and the sampling they do is spot on. No, there's no. two songs, there's, there's one which features in the Scotland's Happy New Year videos that they did, I don't know if you've seen them, there's three of them on YouTube, where they've got drones uh, telling a story in the sky. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this, because they had a... Uh like London did one with drones and fireworks and stuff as well that's um, right obviously because everyone is in lockdown so it's kind of like televised so Scotland did one as well right so Scotland did three 
you know, because we didn't want to be outdone with English. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so there is one released just before Christmas, one just after Christmas, and then one released on Hogman 8. And they were beautiful. And we've got like famous Scots telling uh, stories, like reading poems in the background. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's nice. I'll send you the links. I mean, one of the things that always strikes me about like Scots is it's just that, you know, really sort of clinging on to tradition. Presumably because they've nearly had it taken from them on many, many times by the English, but, you know, it's, 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 it's important. That, This is nice. Back in the day when you used to speak Gaelic, would you have understood this? I mean, probably not the whole thing. Um, my So my dad spoke Gaelic to me when I was two, three, four. And bedtime stories would be in Gaelic. Um, and then when I went to school, I lost it all. Because I went to school in the northeast of Scotland, and Gaelic was Gaelic's not really a thing in the in the east side. It's much more a west coast thing. Right. Um, but my grandpa, my mum's dad, uh, lived in near Inverness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, my my auntie got married in 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 Inverness. Uh, we we went up there for oh, yeah? a wedding, and then and then another friend of mine, Peter Peter Taylor, he he also got married in Inverness. So I, I've actually been to Inverness like on two separate <laughs> occasions, both for weddings. Um, yeah, like it's quite it's quite much further north than I originally thought. It's you know, quite a trek. Hit Scotland, and it it's actually really far up. Yeah, it took us ages to get there. Really nice place though. Like, Beautiful surroundings, like driving through the countryside yeah, on that A road to, that leads into it, is absolutely stunning. And I just remember all, yeah, the, all the things I have done to Scotland. have always like, especially if it's been by train. There's that lovely train line that runs up the east east side, um, and it, it goes across the water. It's just one of the most stunning, most beautiful places. Uh, a journey, sorry, not places, but like journeys through Scotland. I think I came back that yeah, way yeah, when nice. we said goodbye to each other in Aberdeen uh, just after Tomorrowland when you then went off to China which was uh, obviously you know like an emotional time but like going back home um, uh, along that that journey path uh, along along the railway and just seeing just like all the beauty that Scotland had to offer it was really it was really touching you know especially at a time when you're you know, you're in the afterglow of like, Tomorrowland, and you, you know, you just say goodbye to your Scottish friends and stuff. And it's just, it was a really, really nice um, uh, setting to be to sort of rolling through. So this um, chanter that's come in in the song is from Martin Bennett. He's the guy right. I was talking about before. We did the we did the karaoke. So that is the bad part, isn't it? Well, it's the chanter on the bagpipe. Ah. The chanter is like the bit that you you finger and right. blow through. Um, <laughs> the it doesn't have the drone, which is the just the constant, which makes uh, it the bagpipe. Is that the that's the baggy part, isn't it? Yeah, that's the baggy part. In technical term. <laughs> <laughs> you got the baggy part and the flutey bit. <laughs> you got to pump the baggy part and blow the flutey bit. Hello. <laughs> 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 uh, 
You had to you had to turn it into that, didn't you? I didn't. <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I like this. You got Martin Bennett with the guitars. Mm. The kind of electric guitar sound and the vocal of Nightworks in the background is just such a good combination. <laughs> Another little sound bite. That's how people where I come from talk like. <laughs> the break there was brilliant. Really sort of takes yeah, you by surprise. So and it's just like, yeah, straight into the party. I could totally and I like, I like doing it. that with, with, when I'm DJing. I love doing that. Like, just making people stop. Like what I did with the sound bikes earlier. You make people stop and listen. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's really funny. And then they're back to dancing again, you know? Yeah, so you have a moment of like comedy or poignancy where you you know you sort of drop in something in for, for people to actually take note of, and then then you just sort of go right now we're back to the party. Look at the crowd that are here. Brilliant. It's interesting when you're um, calling a Kaylee, you know, you're telling people how to dance and where to stand and things. Because like I'm very musical and I and I want the dance to happen on the downbeat of the first bar of each phrase. Yeah. And you can tell the people who are also musical because they also want to do that. And then there's the ones who are mm, less musical. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> which are just, category do you know, I fall into, Dave? Um, <laughs> at the Kaylee, probably the latter, but I reckon now... <laughs> With all your DJing experience, you'd be like, "Yeah, well, I get this. This is the start of a phrase." It's not that I don't get where where the uh, you know where the eight or where the eight loop starts or whatever. It's largely to do with the fact that I just can't dance in a structured way. I'm a free spirit. <laughs> I'm more more of an interpretive dance kind of chap. <laughs> you'd be the guy in the bongos, yeah. <laughs> hitting them all wrong and completely out of beat. Yeah. <laughs> Bongo solo in the middle of the Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> so it's parts like this where it breaks down in songs that if you're trying to do structured dance, everyone's like, wait, I don't know what to do. And so if, if advice to listeners, if you are planning to do a Kaylee with dance music, make sure your songs don't have a break like this, because then everyone's just lost, nobody knows what to do, and you'll never get them back on track again. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be pretty much. You know. Well, Kaylee songs are always quite short, though, aren't they? Because they are relentless from start to finish, and then you get the, get to the end of the song, you have that big long breather where you're sweating your ass off it, like. Ugh. But it's good for getting the you know the the blood pumping, the endorphins flowing. It's, there's always a great vibe with the Kaylee. I've, I've actually Definitely. been to quite a few Kayleys over the years. Not not necessarily Burns Night specifically, but like Kayleys for weddings or. Um, I once went to a barn dance that was uh, a Kaylee as well. And it was, yeah, it was this kind of stuff. Love it. And you just drop straight in. You're just like, absolutely loving it. I was obviously going freestyle.
You can hear a guy calling a dance in the background there. Yeah, yeah, this is what you were doing. Then you're ready to start out again. I think my dad might quite enjoy this set. I've never sent him a copy of Echo Chamber before, but... I might send him this one. This, this <laughs> might be the one that sells, uh, sells the Echo Chamber to Mr. Bremner. <laughs> Actually, I bought um, the Tomorrowland Best Of CDs that came out at the end of the last year. Hmm. And they got delivered to my parents' house. Oh, yeah, and I remember so you was... sending me a picture of your mum with all the wearing all the Tomorrowland merch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was taking the CDs and um, digitizing them so he could send them to me. He's like, wow, oh, these are good. I might just listen to these. <laughs> <laughs> good on him. So the next song coming in is Nightworks again, which we played a couple of songs ago. Well, is this I the love one this one. Has, um, a bit of narrative in it. Like yeah, yeah, it's really and worth listening to what he's saying, you know? Alright, let's give it a listen then. I've added the bass that comes in in a minute. That's my addition. It's Boris Brickier. Wow. Not Scottish. Oh, so, you, so you've put this drum line in. This, this one. This one there. Right, okay. Yeah. Good man. I already prefer it with it, yeah. Another, I love the narrative bit. Yeah, like a, another moment of poignancy where you draw your audience in. And then presumably you're going to drop it back out into the, into the party again. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> I love the way the Nightworks have taken that song and, and the way he talks. He talks with a very West Coast cadence. You know, his, his, the, the, it doesn't sound like it, his words have been stretched or warped in any way. But every phrase falls nicely with a, with a drumbeat. Yeah. And I think it's because so many people on the West Coast speak in a rhythmic way. You listen to them talking, you listen to their, their turn of phrase, and it follows a pattern, and it it, it almost gallants a very musical language, hmm. in that it, the, way, the way it's shaped and the way it's phrased. I listen to people talking Gaelic, and it sounds like they're, it's spoken word poetry, you know? Hmm. It, I don't understand the word that they're saying, but there's definitely a rhythm to it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. It's it, 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 it. Something could be said of a lot of Scottish people, to be fair, there's a rhythmical, um, sort of sense of like almost like fun to the to the language. Or the Have you ever noticed the shape of our voices on the when we look back at the recording, the the, the waveforms it makes? Mm. Um, it's interesting when I'm editing them together because I watch your waveform and it's a very natural flow of of what you said, and then there's mine. It's like doop doop doop. <laughs> Next time you're editing an episode, have a look at the waveform. Well, I know, I do, yeah, I do in Audacity each time, but generally because I, I in, certainly in my episodes, I tend to do most of the talking. But like, um, <laughs> it, no, it's true though. It's like you, yours is kind of poignant on the beat, kind of follows that that, that sort of pattern. So this is back and forth. Which is what you do in Kaylee dancing. That's the only connection. <laughs> ah, it's strong enough. <laughs> this is kind of the end of the set. It's only a 45 minute set. This is the last few songs. And it, it was me just having fun a bit, you know. But I really like that last bit. Um, where he was talking about the Gaelic language and about like, you know, it being something that's, you don't want it to be eradicated from a culture because you know that that's the that's the, the history that's that's passed on through storytelling and through the language in itself. So you know it's it's an important point. Yeah, and I like I like all the work that's going on in Scotland to keep Gaelic alive. There's so many street signs in, in Gaelic, and um, it's a recognised language in the Scottish Parliament. Um, you know, you can do teaching qualifications in Gaelic. Gallic medium schools on the west coast. Yeah, so important to keep it going. Absolutely. Oh, gone heavy, heavy bass with thunderclouds there. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's, it suits the song. It's, it's the rolling bassy thunder. He uses that big thundery synth later in the song anyway. So why not? Why not? The start of this song is quite a, a quiet. Slow start, and then I'm just going boom with their back and forth. <laughs> oh, but it works. And then strip it back here just for the vocal. I do love this song. Especially this bit. You're gonna love the next one.
the buzz when you're seeing hearing this live and like the place goes mental it's so good yeah absolutely my second last track being brought in now we wanna go dancing wanna go dancing by Fisher yeah oh look at you not being able to get through a set without using Fisher <laughs> <laughs> no it's a great tune it is it's a foot tapper you know it's one that makes you it is you can you can cater to this surely oh yeah Paolo Nazini. <laughs> Full jump from I think 128 to 116. That was both sliders just like BAM! Yeah. <laughs> That's like a. It's like immediately like yanking back on the accelerator and hitting the brake. Yeah. Oh, you still got Fisher like kind of like yeah. buzzing away in the background. There's a sense of fun at the end of this set. I like it. It's like you just, uh, just in the last sort of maybe five, five, ten minutes, just like really having fun with it. There's loads of mixes. It's like last orders. Styles and just having, yeah, just having a bit of a laugh. So actually, I love this Paolo Nantini song. Um, the video is him with plasticine and he's dancing around the place. It's a, I, I've loved the video and the song since then. Yeah. And I've never found a cause to use it until now. It's just such a fun song. Yeah, you could, uh, you could Kaylee, you could full room dance, you could, I don't know, cha-cha, yeah. whatever you want to do. It's at a comfortable pace, isn't it? It's a comfortable dancing pace. Yeah, like a swing pace. Yeah. Maybe a bit faster than swing pace. And of course, no good Kaylee uh, would be a good Kaylee without the traditional ending to Kaylee. Are we going to have bagpipes? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, nicely transitioned. Happy 2021, everyone. I was really worried about that transition, like getting that wrong would have just fudged the whole set and I would be I would have been annoyed enough to go back and cut the set up at the end 
chop the last song off and like yeah. put it in in Audacity or something. <laughs> I remember in the, uh, then, the the pub that I used to work at when I was a teenager uh, that on New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve day uh, there was a guy, a Scottish guy called Roy. He was a regular drinker in the pub, like one of the regulars who just sat at the end of the bar all day drinking John Smith's. Uh, and he used to be part of the the paras, uh, the Scottish uh, in the Scottish army, and he used to come yeah. in every year and play the play the bagpipes. But this is a, this is a smallish pub, uh, and the bagpipes in an indoor space was oh. nothing short of uh, like if you were within a torture. Couple of, yeah, well, it wasn't torture. Like, cause I like I like listening to them, but just yeah. maybe not in an enclosed. They're so loud, state. aren't they? Oh my god, you won't believe how loud they are unless you've experienced it in in in, in real life, sort of thing. Ah, yeah. you get you get tinnitus standing anything less than a couple of meters away from him, like seriously. But yeah, always always a real really nice part of the year though, because he used to come in in his full military gear with the kilt yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, if you ever find yourself in Glasgow in the middle of the summer, uh, the World Pipe Band Championships are held, or certainly they were when I was a student there, uh, on Glasgow Green, and you get mass pipe bands. Not just from all over Scotland, from all over the world. Mm. And they come and perform. And so you've got this huge open space full of pipe bands practicing and performing. You know, you've got, you got drum groups, you've got pipe groups. It's immense. And that- the noise goes on for like two, three days. It's incredible. <laughs> we one of those ones that... Because I remember after Toronto, I, I was genuinely hearing like like drum drum rhythms in my head for yes. a couple of days afterwards. Yes. I imagine that leaving that, you're yeah. just hearing like the droning sound of bagpipes yeah, for like do. two days afterwards. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when I left Disneyland, like maybe at 12 years old, uh, I could hear the uh, kind of happy... Yeah, which continually plays in the speakers in the theme park, doesn't it? Yeah. And I remember saying to my dad in the car... Have, have you got the video on? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was just me hearing this music from all day. <laughs> it's some kind of weird, like, uh, brain programming thing going on there. Yeah, that was brilliant, mate. Really, really enjoyed that set. Uh, I, I couldn't... It was so much fun to put together. I, I, it was one of the most fun I've had. Like, you know when you put sets together and you... Yeah, it's because it means it's something just to pure you. joy. Yeah, it did. And I was, I was doing it for myself, and I was also doing it for people like Dave Beryl, who's, you know... Scottish and enjoys Akeley. Mm. Um, it was just a, a really good fun set to put together. Yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant, mate. Like real nice sort of sense of fun to it. There was moments of poignancy. There was moments of like just just getting down and enjoying the Kaylee. I, I could totally see myself dancing all the way through to that. Um, brilliant, well done, and very technical as well. Thank like, you very much. To be fair, very very difficult technically to get through that and the yeah, sam- I like the sampling I like the challenge that you use as well. It. Yeah. So where next? Next week is you're doing uh, my quarantine set from episode f- three. Is it three? Yeah, probably. I think it's three. Uh, so your quarantine sessions, which was a long set, so I've I've tried to take it, make it my own, and make it a bit faster because of the the challenge. I wanted to do a Dave set, you know, I wanted to try and make it as quick paced <laughs> as possible. Uh, it's a, you know, I don't know. I recorded it the other day. There's a, probably a few errors in it and stuff, but I think you know it's good enough to go. Uh, and then after that, uh, I'm doing your drop. Oh yeah, set. you're going to do my club drop set in your own inimitable way. So that'll be uh, yeah, brilliant. Next two episodes all lined up then. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week.